the pitch. Swing and a base hit to left center field. And Camellia's going to score. This game is over. On an RBI hit by Mickey Poole. Thanks for taking the time to download and listen to the Philadelphia Baseball Review Podcast. I'm Patrick Gordon, founder and executive editor of the Philadelphia Baseball Review. Our mission is to cover baseball at all levels throughout the Philly region, with a particular focus on promoting the amateur, high school, and college ranks. Our aim is to tell the untold baseball stories across the Quaker City. So please be sure to follow me on Twitter if you're not already at PGordonPBR. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening. Also, leave us a review. And be sure to visit PhiladelphiaBaseballReview.com where you can sign up for our daily newsletter. Now, let's get into today's show. All right, what's up, everybody? I am joined here this evening alongside Joe Lake. Joe's the co-owner and CEO of Philadelphia Baseball Training, Tournaments, and the Philadelphia Bell Ringers. He does a ton for the local scene. Joe, happy to have you here tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks. for appreciate for you having me today, Patrick. So, Joe, walk us through... You know, we talk about Philadelphia baseball training, tournaments, and the bell ringers. For those that are unacquainted, walk us through each of these. Yeah, so we're a travel baseball uh, training teams and, and tournament company uh, just to, uh, right outside of Philadelphia, Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Um, we work with athletes from seven years old um, all the way you know, up to the, the college and professional ranks. Um, and we are unique in a sense that, we, you know, we kind of have three, three different components to our business, uh, you know, training and, and facility um, tournaments, which we run locally in Newtown Square. Um, and then our teams, the Bell Ringers, which you referenced, um, which is compromised of, of 12 total travel baseball teams from uh, 10U uh, all the way up to our 17U level. How did you get into this, Joe? <laughs> I mean... Your background, for, for those that don't know, I mean, you played baseball D1 level and then worked in the high schools for a little bit. And then now you're heavily involved in the baseball circuit. How did that happen? Walk us through your progression to where you're at here today. Yeah, so I, I actually uh, I grew up in the business uh, of baseball um, at a very uh, early on age, at, at right around eight years old. I, I met the owners of um, a company called Baseball Factory, which is a national brand. Um, just uh, located just outside of um, Baltimore, Maryland, and Columbia, Maryland. Um, so I was, I was fortunate to kind of be around uh, the game a lot as I was growing up, had the guidance of, of those guys, um, and, and just kind of fell in love with the game early and, and training, um, you know, and, and then also kind of, you know, quickly found that post-career that I had a passion for the business side of things as well. So, um, you know, I had, had a really... Uh, good experience at the baseball factory spent, you know, 10 years working, uh, for them at a couple of different levels. Um, and then, uh, found my way to Philadelphia, um, and, uh, you know, just made some connections out here and, and over time kind of have, uh, the bell ringers and the training aspect and tournament aspect has just kind of evolved. So one of the things that I'm, I'm really curious to hear from you, when your organization kind of first started, how how did it look? What was the hierarchy? Was it just you and, and a buddy or two? And what is it now? Because if you go on your website, and, and again, make sure 
<laughs> that you throw it out there for everybody here listening to, to visit. You have a ton of staff. Uh, it's really well organized. Like you mentioned, there's uh, you know a vast array of ages. How did you get it from the starting point, whatever that may have been, to where it is today? Yeah, so just referencing 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 our site, um, pptbellringers.com. Um, to 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 be honest with you, it really it really has come together with with just the relationships and people that we've we've been involved with. Um, you know, we started off as a part time business. Uh, you know, just just helping out um, and running events for just you know friends who had kids that uh, were looking for us to kind of do some organized uh, training. Um, and then this, the team side as well. Uh, the teams were started by Andy McDonald, um, who was a Carroll grad, also played at Monmouth. Um, and Andy was, you know, the origin, the original um, founder of the Bell Ringers, um, and really just, you know, started as just a team organization that, you know, uh, once again just looked looked at what was what was out there in terms of competition, and, and just felt like, you know, we could put together a good product and a great experience for for athletes. And then how did the tournament aspect come into it? Was it something that you saw, you know, that couldn't be a potential moneymaker because maybe you've been to tournaments before that weren't ran that well and you're like, hey, I can do this better. How did that all come about? Yeah, so the tournaments were unique as well. Um, so in 2018, we decided to go into the business uh, full time myself um, and uh, Freddie Hilliard, who's who's with us full time at this uh, with us full time since 2018. Um, Freddie's the, the head coach over at Malvern Prep and is, is currently the director of our teams. Um, when we decided to go into the business full time, we knew that we you know, also needed a, another opportunity to um, you know, continue to support the business. Um, and so we had a, a relationship with uh, a local Little League, Newtown Edgemont Little League. Um, and uh, you know, we created a player development partner where you know, we could assist with the league and some of their needs uh, internally with their facilities. Um, and it also presented an opportunity to, to rent their facilities as well. Um, and just, you know, some of the, some of the experience that, that I've had just in the industry working with the baseball factories uh, and also looking at the immediate um, market, you know, we felt like, you know, there was a great opportunity for us to kind of run some local, you know, tournaments um, that, you know, could benefit not only just our teams, you know, um, but also just, you know, the surrounding area, considering that there sure. there were a lot of travel teams in the area looking for, for games. Um, so it really was a was something that was built out of, you know, need, um, but also, uh, once again, just the relationships and the people that we had, um, you know, presented an opportunity as well. Now, Joe, I'm curious, you know, I've spoken to many people in, in the amateur ranks that, you know, coach or they've been involved and associated with different programs and, and, you know, they've gone to tournaments and had just nightmare experiences, whether it be too many games in a day or poor umpiring or just lack of organization. What, what, what do you see as one of the bigger challenges when you run tournaments, number one? And number two, how many tournaments do you run, you know, per season? How, how busy is your schedule with these? Yeah. So our tournaments, um, are for primarily the youth, so uh, nine years old all the way through through uh, fourteen. Um, you know, but we really don't run um, you know thirteen and fourteen year old tournaments uh, until July, primarily just because you know the seasons. Um, so we do have a fall and, and a, a spring summer season, so about twelve events total. 
Um, and yeah, to your point, like it's, it's very tough. I think there's a lot of expectations when it comes to the tournament. Um, you know, uh, the quality of umpires can, it can, can really affect the way things are being on time. Um, and, and one thing that, you know, we're, we're fortunate is we have fantastic facilities. Um, you know, the, the little league that we operate out of has, you know, six, six fields on site. Um, and we're fortunate that, um, you know, we have some great relationships locally with some of the, you know, um, the legions teams and, and, and the township in general. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very tough, um, it's a tough event to run, uh, cause there's just a lot of elements that you're dealing with. Uh, but sure. a, a successful one is, you know, teams are, are, are getting their three games in, um, and, um, you know, they're officiated well, they're competitive and, um, you know, we end up with a champion every single week. Now I mentioned it, so I gotta, I gotta follow up here with umpiring, you know, as an umpire myself with the PIAA, the Abington chapter and, having a lot of colleagues and associates, uh, you know, that are umpires themselves, you know, there's a, there's a dwindling number of, you know, baseball officials. Is that something that you're seeing um, impact you at all? Is it something that you're seeing, um, you know, that can be fixed? And if so, how curious to what you see, because I assume as the tournament organizer, that all falls to you. <laughs> it does. Um, and, you know, you had, uh, had him on a couple episodes before this, uh, John Galante with Tri-State mm-hmm. Elite and um, just what they're doing. Uh, we're fortunate to, to utilize John and, and his staff. Um, so it does, awesome, it comes yeah. with, yeah, it does. It comes with, a, um, you know, having the right crew involved. And John is, I mean, he's aces. There's there's nobody better in, in the game right now. Um, we're just fortunate to have him in, in the immediate area. But his passion and dedication to, to continuing to, to grow the list um, of not only just umpires, but quality umpires. Um, yeah. You know, he's developed a training program um, to continue to grow. And I think, you know, we need more of that. Um, yeah, it's a tough gig. Um, you know, you have, um, you know, different teams with a lot of different expectations in terms of the weekend, what they're expecting. Um, you know, and also it's, it's, it's not something that uh, people are dedicating their full-time um you know, workload to on a, on a daily basis. So, um, you know, I think it's an animal that we've created in, in travel baseball. Um, when it comes to tournaments, the, the, Hey, let's play as many games as we possibly can. Um, right. and it's a, it's a, it's a very different game. So, um, you know, if you're a parent that's a, that doesn't understand the rules of each tournament, um, doesn't understand if you're playing against the clock versus, um, you know, no clock. That's a, it's a very different game than, you know, a high school baseball game. So. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I, I personally struggle with and, and I have an eight year old myself. So, you know, the, the idea of travel baseball comes up a lot in my household and, you know, I, I, I don't know if my son, you know, really would, um, you know, excel necessarily at this point yet with travel baseball, but I really, having been around the game for as many years as I have, I feel like at this point we're just putting so much emphasis and pressure on the younger age groups at, you know, with these travel games at this level. Uh, when you think eight, nine and 10 in, in particular, and hell, even, even younger than that, we, uh, and Joe and I were joking before uh, we went live here uh, about quick ball, which is this new version essentially of T-ball. And um, Joe, I was approached, I won't name the little league organization, but, 
you know, I manage the quick ball up here in Horsham, and I was approached by a, a fellow little league about a travel, um, a tournament for quick ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are four, five, and six year olds here, and I don't know. I just, what's your take on this? Like, is is there a certain point where, all right, it's getting a little out of hand with tournaments and travel with with the younger children, and you know, then you you run into the situation where some organizations have in house and travel. You know, the in-house kids suffer because a lot of the attention goes to travel. How do you balance that? Yeah, I think each region is a little bit different. Um, you know, it depends on the strength of your little league, I think, too. Um, you know, we're we're in a pretty, uh, you know, an area where we have strong little leagues uh, in Delaware County. So, you know, there is an opportunity for, for the players to train there. Um, I think just as a whole, the baseball community is searching for that perfect answer, uh, that Mix of that mix of both, um, you know. I think there's a lot to learn from, um, you know, playing at a higher level. I think just in general, as a player, pushes you a little bit. Um, you know, that's something that I, I hear a lot of. Um, unfortunately, there's just a lot of things that we hear, you know, at that level too. That just you know, gas questions. Um, right. You know, so I think that right now, the, as a whole, um, the baseball community is trying to figure out what that answer is. Do you see value with children playing multiple sports or are you more in favor of, you know, going to one sport and honing right in on that? What do you see? Yeah, I think there's a difference, you know, a bunch of different opinions out there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of an advocate of, of multi-sports personally. Um, I grew up playing, you know, basketball and football, uh, you know, soccer as well. Um, you know, I think there's, there's so many different aspects to sport playing different sports just gives you, um, such a different uh, experience, um, you know, not just from a physical standpoint, um, you know, you can move from different movements, but also from a psychological and mental standpoint, you know, um, standing at, at, a, at the line to, to hit a game-winning shot in basketball can definitely help you in the long run to, you know, that one-on-one experience of, you know, facing a pitcher late in the game. Um, so I think that those are things that sometimes get overlooked too, just not just the physical piece, but the experience, um, you know, some athletes are better and stronger in some sports than others. So, um, you know, potentially getting the opportunity to be the top player in baseball, but, you know, maybe the the average player in, in basketball, I think that's healthy. With so many different options out there too, with regard to baseball programs and just youth programs in general, you know, if I'm a parent looking to get my, my son or daughter involved, what what advice would you have to kind of find the program that is a best fit for you? What what would you encourage them to look at? Yeah, I think I think prioritizing what matters, um, you know, for 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 you as a, a parent, an individual, like you know, I think that there's each program is a little different as a a baseball com- as a baseball community. We've made it confusing in this sense that. Every program has their unique strengths, um, you know, and, and just other areas of improvement. Um, so I think that really, if you're looking for a program, prioritizing what's important for you, um, you know, because it might be, hey, I want my son to play a million games um, and not practice at all. All right, well, then, you know, that should be your goal. Find someone that's going to be playing a lot of games. Um, you know, for us as an organization, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, we want to prioritize, you know, our people um, and then just the total experience that the players are going to get um, and, and also just the opportunity to to get a lot of 
um, chances to improve. Um, so that's important to us. Now, are your bell ringers teams involved in any of the local leagues? And if so, what, what leagues and what age groups? Yeah. So our teams strictly play tournament schedules. Um, our youth teams, uh, typically operate from, uh, March, their seasons March through May. Um, and then we let them be little leaguers with their district teams. Um, and then usually our middle school teams are, uh, either a compromise or a, a combination of spring and summer or summer, just summer. Um, so we're primarily p- playing in different tournaments. Um, right. and at each le- level, it kind of changes, um, in terms of the, the priority for our younger kids. We want to make it, we want to keep their experience close to home, not have mom and dad have to travel all over the place, um, to play mm-hmm. games, um, but also have some, you know, competitive tournaments that they're involved with. And then as they progress and get older, you know, we focus a little bit more on, um, you know, playing in the right events, um, you know, as they get into the, the college or the, the recruiting ages, you know, the high school ages, um, you know, Freddie's putting a little bit more emphasis on the college recruiting process um, and mentoring our athletes through that. Now, you mentioned the college recruiting process. What sort of relationships do you have with you know, the local programs and we're, we're blessed to be in a really cool area. I mean, we have 20 some schools, you know, not even County Jersey that are D one to D three, just within 40 miles of Philly. You know, what sort of relationships do you all have with those programs and how important is that you know, to have a vibrant college baseball sort of community here um, alongside you guys? Yeah, I would say, I would, I would say that we have a, you know, a great relationship with the local schools here. Um, and I say, we, I really, you know, I'm really referencing Freddie Hilliard and the job he does connecting with, you know, the local, uh, not only just the the regional side of the, the colleges, but just the locally, um, his impact and just, you know, um, you know, the reputation that he's built year after year of, of helping kids get to the next level, not only just bell ringers, or not only just Malvern prep uh, athletes, but, you know, the kids in our program. So we are extremely fortunate. I think that's a unique thing to have someone that's dedicated to, to advising the families on how to get to the next steps. Um, it's an extremely, um, you know, the, the process is not a one quick fix, um, you know, and I think that um, having a direct line to, to be able to, to, you know, point kids in different directions um, is important. So, um, you know, we're fortunate to have someone that's that's really mentoring our, our athletes through that process. Right. Now, Joe, if I have a, a child who's interested in getting involved with your program, what steps should I be taking? Yeah, so um, if you're looking for, you know, on the training side, uh, we just moved into a, a, a brand new, beautiful little facility in um, Newtown Square, and, uh, you know, we have opportunities for training right now. We're in the, the heat of the training season um, as we head into uh, as we're in February, heading into March. Uh, Little League season starts in March. So athletes are ramping up. Um, so, you know, lessons, team training. You know, we have some group um, programs that we're offering this um, this month. And then also for middle school athletes, you know, we have programs that will be offered, um, you know, in, in March and April as they're progressing. Um, from the team side, if you know you're looking to become a bell ringer, and it's something um, you know, I, I would recommend. You know, number one, just do some research on our program. You know, navigate through our website. Just kind of look at some of the people that are involved in our program. Um, you know, I've referenced that a lot tonight. We've, we're just fortunate to have great coaches um, that have continued to to maintain, like retain um, their participation in the program. 
Uh, but we have tryouts every no, uh, usually late October, early November for our teams that start in the, the spring or the summer. And then we also have opportunities in the fall. Um, generally, those tryouts are in July uh, for spots that are open for the, the fall season. And Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of your coaches have played locally, right? We have, yeah. There's a lot of, um, you know, Catholic League and Interact coaches that are that are in the program, and mm-hmm. and not just you know from one school. Kind of, you know, we've we've done a pretty good job uh, surrounding ourselves with you know just some some amazing local um, just influencers of of the community, uh, the D. Barberry uh, family, who's you know Joe and Steve from from Bonner. Um, you know, obviously Freddie Hilliard and, and the Malvern Prep. We have kids from, you know, all the local schools. Uh, you know, Marple Marple Newtown High School. Um, you know, kind of kids from 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 different areas. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see that and uh, to be around that culture. Cause, you know, everyone's got it and, and for the same reasons to continue to help get better. Joe, look, I really appreciate you taking the time here this evening to um, you know talk about the amateur scene and talk about all that you're doing with the Bell Ringers and Philadelphia baseball training and tournaments. Uh, again, for those that, that may not know, where can they find uh, more information out? Yeah, so pbcbellringers.com is our website. We're also you know live on social, uh, you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah, and really appreciate the opportunity, Patrick. Just you know, the local amateurs in a, a, a platform is, is really uh, amazing because I know it's, it's probably happening in that market and you know, we're fortunate to be in the area. No, I appreciate it. Joe, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time here this evening and wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you. Absolutely.